I love to listen to folks talk about things that they are passionate about. And I caught myself looking lovingly at my husband last week at an event for Hendrix at Crystal Bridges, and he was talking passionately about computer science and cloud architecture to this prospective Hendrix computer science student, even though my husband is an alumni of UCA. And, and I love listening to an author talk about an upcoming book and grad students talk about their dissertations. Um, others might glaze over during lengthy descriptions and minute details, but I enjoy the enthusiasm and the excitement. So you can imagine how much I enjoyed listening to Tom Long speak on a couple of different occasions. Tom is someone who has been an ordained Presbyterian pastor longer than I've been alive. And he's placed in the same category of preachers as Fred Craddock and Billy Graham, Barbara Brown Taylor, and William Willimon. Those are big names in the homiletical world. And through all these years, Tom has fostered a passion for the gospel, for teaching, and for preaching. When he speaks, you listen. His words conjure unforgettable images. And on one occasion, one such image was about Jesus and the sea. And I'm fairly certain he was referencing this reading from Matthew. Well, when we picture Jesus taking a moment to relax on the beach of the Sea of Galilee, that's perfectly understandable. When crowds start to surround him, getting into the boat makes sense. From the boat out on the water, he has more space, and maybe he can tap into better acoustics for teaching those who have sought him out. This is our contemporary rational thinking and projection. But for people at the time, Tom offered, the sea with its deep, dark waters represented chaos. Without a word, but with deliberate action, Jesus gets into a boat and goes out into the chaos, sitting and addressing the crowd from a place that embodies uncertainty, fear, and death. Now, I knew I would remember that image of Jesus sitting in a boat in the sea amidst the chaos, the crowds on the beach gawking at him, some incredulous, others marveling, some probably frightened and others curious. But in, even from out on the boat, Jesus could read them like an open book and already knows that there are some who are ready and willing to learn. So he offers them the, the parable of the sower. And our lectionary today includes Jesus's concise explanation of the parable of the sower. So we can make sure that those with ears to hear truly understand what he is saying about the reign of God, or in this case, more specifically, the word of God. This parable is among those that illustrate for the disciples how God shows up in our lives. And we can be so focused on the words that Jesus says that we could miss what Tom Long pointed out, that it's not just what Jesus said, it's also what he did and how he did it. Jesus has gone from the comfort of a house in solitude, moved himself with everyone watching into chaos, and spoke to them in a parable, a manner intended to tease the imagination. And I don't know which speaks louder, his actions or his words, but he commends them to listen. Listen and notice that Jesus is not afraid. 
attend to Jesus entering calmly into the sea as far as we can tell. And notice how he sits in the boat and and sitting is a typical posture for rabbis when they are teaching. From the place that mystified, if not terrified, those among the crowd, Jesus speaks to them, especially to those who were seeking, even if they didn't know for themselves exactly what they were searching for. In the parable, God is working in the lives of everyone through God's holy word. And I actually encourage you to to take the bulletin with you or at home in personal reflection or prayer study this week to, to use this parable to think about where you are in your life of faith. What kind of environment are you in? What is your ground of being like right now? How likely is the presence of God or the word of God to flourish in your life right now? Because the truth is that God is always in conversation with us always abiding with us. And Jesus is still sitting in the boat in the middle of the chaos, teaching us. And just as being out in the sea challenged concepts of what is safe and expected, and Jesus' sower with such widespread seed scattering challenged conventional conservative farming practices, so too does Jesus invite those listening to make themselves available to fertile ground, whoever they are and wherever they are in their pilgrimage of faith. Go deep enough beneath a path. Go beyond the rocks and the overcrowding crops, and the good soil is there, readily available for everyone if they have the figurative or spiritual eyes to see and ears to hear. We are all affected by the conditions around us. And unfortunately, life in this world will not always be conducive to our spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental well-being. According to Paul, our flesh won't allow it, thanks to others and our own lack of self-discipline and self-control that helps us do what we ought not to do more often than not. But our saving grace is that the spirit that dwells within us and gives us life and peace. Our flesh, our humanity alone would lead us into sin and death, estranging us not only from God, but from one another and all creation. But through our baptism, we are born into life in Christ, and there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And here in this place, we are both with Christ in the boat and seekers of God's presence. And we're lucky to have architecture to remind us of the boat. And of course, it's overturned because what in this life isn't an upheaval. But the light at the ombre also reminds us of the presence, the real presence here in the sacrament. The church itself is a physical structure in the midst of our lives and our community and in the world. And here we seek refuge. Here we seek wisdom and understanding. Here we seek healing and fellowship and companionship along the way because we know that the world outside those doors is frightening and chaotic. And for those of you who may have experienced religious trauma at some point in your life, in the very place where you should experience sanctuary, I'm sorry. And your care demands extra diligence and repentance. And Jesus is always showing us the way, even when it seems to be taking us where we would rather not go or when we feel like we are going nowhere. 
Jesus is with us in the chaos, whatever our chaos might be. Your community of faith is with you. If you feel like life is too much or too full or there's nothing meaningful or it's not enough, we, we have the word of God reminding us that we are not alone. And even when the conditions surrounding us are not ideal, there's that fertile ground beneath us and even within us. And just when we think it is Jesus out there in the boat in the eye of the storm, we realize that actually we've been with him all the while. The life and the peace that we seek are present to us here and now. And as disciples, eventually we become teachers too. And one day, I hope with passion and enthusiasm, we get to share the story with others of how we discovered the truth of that life and peace for ourselves so that we might also show and tell others how they might experience the presence of God in their own lives, wherever they may be along the way. Amen.